don't believe it, Sophie. Believe what? It's just too wild. What is? I don't know. Life. They're finding Jurassic-era bugs at Walmart in Arkansas and building skyscrapers big enough to hold 20 Empire State buildings in Saudi Arabia. Not to mention glowing worms and starting to detect indoor air pollution. I mean, we got a lot of wild stuff going on in the world. Yeah, Hank, we sure do. And welcome to all of our listeners for another episode of God's Story for Kids. It seems my co-host here, Henry... Yeah, you can call me Hank. It seems like Hank here is having an existential crisis. But don't worry, I'm here and I'm sophisticated. Sophie, for short. Well, Sophie, what are we going to do? About what? About the dinosaur bugs in Arkansas. Well, they aren't dinosaur bugs, Hank. They're just the same species of bugs that date all the way back to when dinosaurs roamed the Earth, which is actually still pretty cool. I just don't believe any of it, Sophie. It all sounds so wild. It sounds like you're having some questions about what you're hearing, Hank. Maybe even some doubts or concerns. Yes, that's exactly it. Questions, concerns, and doubts. Oh, my. Question, concerns, and doubts. Oh, my. Question, concerns, and doubts. Oh, my. You are in good company then, Hank. I am? Do you have question, concerns, and doubts too, Sophie? Well, yes, but that's not exactly what I was talking about. Oh? I was actually thinking about the Bible. People had questions, concerns, and doubts in the Bible? Definitely. In fact, there was this one guy in the Old Testament book of 2 Kings named Naaman. He was a mighty warrior, the commander of an army. But he also had a skin disease called leprosy. He wanted to be healed, so he ended up finding a prophet named Elisha. Oh, yeah, Elijah, chariots of fire. No, Hank, you're talking about Elijah, who we talked about last week. He was also a prophet, a special messenger of God, but I'm talking about a different guy, Elisha. Actually, Elijah helped train Elisha. Hmm, okay, go on. Well, Elisha heard about Naaman and that he wanted to be healed, so Elisha called for him. Naaman went with his horses in chariots and waited at Elisha's door. And then Elisha flung open the door and healed him? Nope. Elisha sent a messenger telling Naaman to go wash himself seven times in the Jordan River. Then his skin would be healed. But Naaman got mad that Elisha didn't even come out to talk to him or call on the name of God. And then he started questioning why the Jordan River was better than any other river. Sounds like he had some questions and concerns. He sure did. Questions, concerns, and doubts. Oh, my. So... Did he do what Elisha said? Nope. He left. But his officers convinced him that he should just try it. I mean, it sounded pretty simple. And Naaman was desperate. So Naaman went to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as Elisha had instructed. And he was healed? Yes. And then Naaman went back and found Elisha and said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except your God. Okay. So Naaman had his doubts, but he tried it out, and then he believed? You got it. Wow. Okay. Are you starting to feel any better, Hank? Maybe a little. Now that you mention it, I've had some questions about God myself. Oh, yeah? Well, that makes sense. I mean, I have too. 
What about you, listeners? Have you ever had questions or doubts about God? Why do people have to die? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why is there pain in the world? Why do some people do bad things? Yeah, those are some good questions. And what about Easter? Well, what about Easter? Well, earlier this month, we talked about how Jesus died on the cross. But how do we know he really came back to life? Well, again, you're in good company here too, Hank. Even one of Jesus' 12 disciples had some questions and doubts about if Jesus had really come back to life when he heard the news. He did? What happened? Why don't you read this one, Hank? Check out the book of John chapter 20. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, was not with the others when Jesus appeared to them. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But Thomas replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand into the wound in his side. Eight days later, the disciples were all together in a locked room. Suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. He said to Thomas, Put your fingers here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Thomas exclaimed, My Lord and my God! So you see, even one of Jesus' closest friends had doubts. But he asked, he saw, and he believed. Questions, concerns, and doubts, oh my. But wait a minute. Naaman had Elisha, a prophet, a special messenger from God. And Thomas had Jesus. Who do I get to talk to about my doubts? Well, first of all, you can always talk to God. Your questions, concerns, and doubts don't scare him. In fact, he wants you to talk to him about those things. He wants to hear my question? Definitely. God loves when we bring those things to him. It shows him that we trust him and we're searching for answers, even if we don't understand. Okay, that's a good point. Anyone else? I mean, it's always a good idea to ask a pastor. Oh, yeah. Like Pastor Brian. He's a pastor at Hope. Can I ask him my question about how we know Jesus really came back to life right now, Sophie? Yeah, I'd love to hear what he has to say. Hi, Hank and Sophie. Thanks for coming to me with your question about how we can know Jesus really came back to life. I want you to know that it's okay to talk about your questions. They don't scare God. Now, here's how we know Jesus really came back to life. First of all, we have proof, we have the power, and we have the print. First, we have proof. Jesus gave us proof by eyewitness accounts that he indeed was risen. After his death, after he stayed in the tomb for a couple days, on the third day, he rose. And how do we know? Because he was no longer in the tomb. Then he showed himself to many eyewitnesses, including his disciples. He allowed them to touch his body. He allowed them to put their hands in the nail prints and into the side where they pierced them in the side. Jesus gave proof by appearing to eyewitnesses and to various groups, sometimes to crowds of over 500. He is alive and he is risen and we have proof. Not only that, because of the power that comes with the Holy Spirit, we now know that lives were transformed. Paul and Peter and many others were able to now come out of hiding. All of the uncertainty was gone. They were able to receive the Holy Spirit and have the power to preach and to teach and to transform lives. By the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, we know that Jesus is resurrected and his power is now in the Holy Spirit. 
Not only do we have proof, and not only do we have the power, but we have the print. It is written in the Bible, in many eyewitness accounts, many biblical scholars, many prophets and patriarchs, written for us all of the accounts of Jesus and the prophecies that along with what it took for him to overcome death and to be risen. With the proof, the power, and the print, we know that Jesus is alive. And we get to celebrate him during this Easter Resurrection Sunday season. Hope that helps. Thank you and take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Pastor Brian. Hope, kids, we all have questions about things, not just about Jurassic era bugs, but about bigger things that impact our faith, too. And that's okay. This is where your story connects with God's story, listeners. So take time this week to think about your questions and then find a safe person to ask them to. Take them to God and see what he has to say. You are not alone in your questions. Or your concerns or your doubts. God cares about them and so do we. Always remember, listeners, that you matter. You are loved and you are part of God's story. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of God's Story for Kids. It's easy to find us here each week by hitting the subscribe button and then let your friends know how much you love it. And if you're looking for more ways to plug into Lutheran Church of Hope's annual theme, The Whole Holy Bible in a Year, check out our website for weekly family devotions and other resources for kids and adults. And if you're local, we hope to see you at Hope Kids on weekends and Wednesdays. We'll see you next week. God loves you.